previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing Noirlandia by Evan Rowland. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Noirlandia is a desperate hunt for truth in an unforgiving society. In each game, you'll create a unique city with its own distinct flavour of corruption. Your characters will fight for answers and question their principles. After roughly four hours, we'll see, you'll have either found the truth or lost your mind trying. Finding the answers doesn't mean you win. Dying doesn't mean you lose. The gears of the city will turn, apathetic to your efforts. It's not about justice, it's about what you're willing to give up to get it. Alright, I am playing Sabriel. Uh, since the last time you saw me, I've given him a last name. His last name is Cohen. His identity is the Schemer. He operates in the outskirts. His guiding principle is justice must be done. Do not fucking, don't say a goddamn word. Um, <laughs> his name is Sabriel, of course, and his alias is the Compass. His appearance and distinctive features are, as before, he's got big bushy hair. He's got a green streak in his hair that, like, was blue but is no longer blue. And by God, he is so fucking tired. So, I'm playing a character. This, like, hottie that brought me to the city tells me my name is Cordelia Waitsmith. So I guess that's as good as any. She has no idea who she is. Nobody else does except for a few people. One of whom was dead. Who knows what's happened since. The identity I rolled is salesperson slash industrialist, which is very interesting. Um, operating in Skid Row. So I think probably what I'm going to call that is that she is the equivalent of a bootlegger, but for, for magic uh, stuff, talismans and things. Uh, she operates in Skid Row. Uh, her guiding principle, I, I also rolled for this, because uh, is is actually tell no lie currently, which is interesting for somebody who's operating on the other side of the law. Uh, yeah, so uh, the name that I've been given, she has been from by this uh, figure, is uh, Cordelia Wade Smith. Uh, her distinctive features of appearance is, is her red hair, which is probably grown out a bit since last we saw her. Uh, though it doesn't feel quite right to be long, so it's probably tied back. Uh, she's a confident expression even now, and she has been drawn to acquire a leather jacket. Um, my character, uh, the identity, is uh, intelligence, specifically an information broker operating out of downtown. Guiding principle is never reveal my true self. By the name of Nezami Kazel, a.k.a. Maestro. Uh, uses, uh, gender fluid uses any pronouns. Uh, appearance and distinctive features. A femme fatale. Long dark hair with a side shave and scalp tattoos of a flowering vine. Inky dark eyes and a well-practiced smile. All right. Let's get hard-boiled. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We come to a... Uh... A bathroom. Before we, before we get there, we, we go across the streets of San Alain. We see trolleys going up and down the hills. We see people going about their business. We see every so often little peaks of little gleaming eyes 
from the shadows. We come to a run-down apartment in the outskirts of Skid Row, where it becomes almost haven. We go through bathroom window, where steam is pouring out. It's cracked. A mirror completely fogged up until a hand reaches and swipes it away. You see a woman in the mirror. She looks capable. She looks confident. She looks like she understands what's going on, her place in the world, and how to use it. She looks like if she had been fingered in a murder case, she'd know exactly what to do. But there's a problem with the woman in the mirror. She's me, and I have no idea who she is. I'm told my name is Cordelia Waite-Smith, that I used to be a big shot somewhere else, somewhere else, but I've got no memory and even less time. Last night, my boss, Lane Redwood, turned up dead. Didn't have a scratch on him. It was like his soul was simply gotten up and walked away. In his hand were documents pertaining to construction that would level the part of the city where we make our business. Something big is happening in San Jose, and I can't help but think I'm right in the middle of it. Hell of the time to be an amnesiac rum runner. The, the mirror fogs up again as Cordelia like leaves the, the bathroom, gets dressed, throws on her trademark leather jacket, and uh, hits the streets. The thing is, in this town, if you want to know things, there's only a few people you go to. Redwoods are one of them. The Redwoods, they're a little suspicious of me right now. So instead, I'm going to go to the next best thing. A new information broker. The Maestro. They don't know where to start. And we're all well and truly fucked. We now return to your game already in progress.
So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's all. That's what I got so far. <laughs> it's good shit. Hell yeah! All right. Um, is it morning? So is it before opening hours? Official opening hours. Yeah, it's probably morning. Yeah, this all happened last night. Cordelia got a little bit of sleep, and so she, mm-hmm. yeah, she she heads down Holloway Boulevard to uh, what's what's this place called again? Uh, I hadn't said it's Rallentando. Yeah, uh, Cordelia's monologue continues. She says, "Like um, the maestro, I I know her by a different name, Nesmi Cozel." She knows me somehow. We came to the city together. She helped me get set up with the Redwoods, but exactly how far our relationship goes, I've never tried to plumb. Let's hope I'm not wrong by reaching out. All right. Uh, what is, uh, you tell us of this, uh, this place? I think the Valentanto is, uh, it's pretty inconspicuous from the outside, like little, like, Probably like a hole in the wall, sort of. Mm. So at least to the outside, the sign is. Um, I need to see if I can find what this looks like. Um, I think what the sign looks like is uh, just uh, sort of like it's a musical stave, is what it is. But there are no notes on it. Um, okay. But it is just that. Uh, like a little glowing sign. Uh, so it's one of those things you have to really know about it. You're not going to find it by accident. Mm. Uh, and you see that, and it's one of those sort of below street level kind of like you have to go down a small set of stairs off the sidewalk and go in. Mm. And as you sort of come in through this place, it's cozy. Uh, there is a piano, a one end, like clearly a stage for musical performances, and it's not ostentatious. Lots of dark wood, plush fabrics, but obviously at the moment the bar is closed. Uh, obviously there is a, a well-stocked bar on one side, and if you know uh, how to ask, there is a back room. Mm-hmm. I think actually you, you go up a flight of stairs at the back of the bar floor. And you can get that's mm-hmm. where the the kennel club operates. Uh, Nesmi's probably lives in the floor above that. Um, yeah. So is the door locked? Am, am I able to get into the? Um... Are you aiming for the bar, or are you aiming for where Nesmi lives? I mean, it's one and then the other. It sounds like. Uh, I think there's a rear access that can get you to, like, so they don't have to come and go via the club if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Sounds rude to do. Uh-huh. Uh, not here, to, not here to, to ruffle any feathers. Okay. Which I, I think that the, the front door would be locked, so there is a, like, a bell, like, even, like, an old-school, like, pole bell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Cordelia tries the door, finds it locked, rings the bell. And, uh, it opens pretty quickly. Uh, we see Nesmi, like, hair pulled up, like, hasn't gotten, like, made up for the day yet, so it's just, like, a shirt and, uh, slacks. 
barefoot because why not? This is where they live as much as anything mm. and just uh, significantly shorter than Cordelia. It's important that I make a reference to this every time we play because it's <laughs> like, it's at least like, I think we said like, Nesmi's like five foot four, five foot five and Cordelia's like six foot. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like, yeah, around about. Look, I just can never remember which lady wrestlers you referenced for Cordelia, but every time I look at them, if they pop up on Tumblr, I'm just like... She's, she's probably probably closer to like 5'10". Okay. 5'11". But she's got that good posture going on. Yeah. Very straight-backed. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, boots. Very squared shoulders, solid yeah. boots. Uh, yeah. Like a uh, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, huh. Would expect you had a doorman. I have better things to spend money on, and lets you in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so follow follows you in. I'm guessing you heard about Lane. Uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that you have. Wouldn't be very good at my job if I hadn't. Yeah, there. I think did it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, start thinking about a list of people that might want Lane out of the picture. That's a really long list. And uh, my go-to source is uh, unavailable right now. I gave, uh, I don't know, if you're cool with the sentence, I was going to say, like, Sabriel called Nezumi about it. Yeah. Um, about the situation. And it's going to come over. Like maybe coming over, like, and I insisted bring pastries because if you're gonna oh, come, you can bring me food. Am I on my way now? You can be absolutely. Just get us all on screen. Yeah. I feel like as this conversation is happening and y'all are like chatting up the stairs, uh, I think Cordelia just reaches under the bar and pulls out a, a bottle. <sighs> Shall I add that to the tab? Sure. If the rest of the Redwoods get what they want, I won't be around to pay it anyway. They're looking to pin you for it. Unless I can come up with any alternatives, the best scapegoat they've got. I thought I was smarter than that. All right. In comes Sabriel. <laughs> the door opens in sort of a cacophonous rattle and the sound of, like, rustling paper bags as... An extremely tall, kind of bedraggled-looking heave man, question mark, comes <laughs> bustling in with, So I've got your pastries. Oh, uh, Cordelia? Sort of tips his head. Scarecrow? All right, I guess, sure. Uh, just sort of rolls his eyes and puts it down on the bar and just folds himself into a chair and rests his forehead on the bar. <sighs> and he gets surprised when I call him scared. <laughs> He's lanky. It's true. Uh, and she, well, I guess here I thought I was planning a party. You've gone and made one for us. I hope that means you've got a plan. <laughs> plan? No. But... I'm not talking to you, Scarecrow. Good, because... <laughs> Fuck knows I don't have one of those, but I have food. 
enjoy. He like waves at the at the food that he's brought with him without lifting his head up. And then he like sits, uh, starts breaking apart a pastry. So we got a little information. At the moment I haven't gotten anything else. Believe it or not, and I just look up at you, uh, Cordelia. You've done this sort of work before. This is more your sort of thing than mine. Well, I can't deny there's something familiar about it. So where do you think we should start? Well, word on the street is that Lane kicked the bucket with a Hardly a scratch on him. It means that something is afoot. It's poison or magic or I don't know what else. We need someone who can tell us what else it might be. I give a little finger wiggle. <laughs> well, the stuff's set up upstairs. Does Lane been autopsy? Did the did they did the black tops get their hands on his body? I'll uh, I'll make a call. Uh, this is a probably a challenge roll. Yeah, thinking about mm -hmm. it, like cause this is probably yeah, the problem is is uh is uh everyone else is in the scene now, so it's uh -huh. not Cordelia doing the challenging thing. She is orchestrating the thing though. Yeah, I suppose so. So you can still make the roll. Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, let's... So, for the challenge roll, you get one... Wait, one wider. Which of the four conditions best fits the challenge? Mm hmm So, if this is body, mind, heart, or rep? Mm hmm Ideally, it's mind. <laughs> mm hmm Yeah, I think so. Uh, but the supporters are the ones who get the final say, I believe. I think out of those, because she's not the one making the call, she's putting everything in motion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It feels like mind to me. It's how she's she's thinking out the problem and how yeah, best to tackle it at the moment. So I think the best, easiest way to do this, so this means you'll get to roll 2d6, because that's the one you just get generally, and you get a bonus one because it's using, because mm -hmm. uh, you're sharp right now. And you take the highest of the two. Yeah, and Sam, mm -hmm. if you roll 1d6, because that'll be like our black dice, mm -hmm. and then we'll see uh, which is higher. Alrighty. I rolled a two. Fantastic. I rolled a one and a two. So you take the higher. Uh, so it's a stalemate. One supporter will offer you a bargain. If you accept the bargain's condition, you can treat your roll as a success and keep the white die. If you refuse, you treat your roll as a failure and keep the black die. And these will come into play for the investigation roll. So let me have a look mm -hmm. and see if I can come up with a bargain. Uh, in return, you've got to damage one of your conditions, decreasing it by one step. Um... So you're arguably you effectively take some damage to one of your conditions, but get to keep the white dice, or you mm -hmm. can opt to not. Is that is a, a bargain? Is just taking damage? Yeah, it, it knocks one of your conditions down a step. Uh, it, it'll be up to me. I'll offer the bargain, 
And uh, let me have a look at this, what your conditions currently are. Because you can recover damage to conditions as well. Oh, that's cool. So... So what would the would be the condition that would be damaged be? I think you, Cordelia, see Anesme making this call. And I think something about you've already there's a situation you looking at a murder already feels way more familiar than it has any right to. And there's just something about this visual and of Nesmi having to do this because you aren't able to in your current state. I think mm. this is going to knock you down from quiet to guilty because this should be mm. what you're doing. And the fact that you can't do it right now makes you feel mm. shitty. Cool. So you can keep the white die and go down to guilty or you can keep the black die. Uh, yeah, I'll go down to guilty. Get my heart... Take some heart damage. All right. So you get to narrate what happens now. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Nezami, you're making the calls. Mm -hmm. Comes back to us that uh, Layden's body has been remanded to uh, City Hospital, or City Morgue, which is the city's infrastructure at least ostensibly remains politically neutral. Mm -hmm. Ostensibly. <laughs> Ostensibly. Uh, which, which means that as long as we can get our hands on the autopsy report before the blacktops do, we stand a chance of getting like an important piece of information. All right. Before, before they have any chance to spin it. Mm. Okay. Cool. So it's just a matter of we need to get into the the hospital and to talk to that doctor before the blacktops get their hands on him. All right. I think if you want, we could, because you can, you as the protagonist can call for the investigation role whenever you want after the challenge role is done. Because mm -hmm. then we can always frame what happens as how this conversation at the hospital goes. It's it's up to you. You, you you've got the control on this, or we can head mm -hmm. there and you can start the talking and then roll. No, I'm fine with I'm fine with just rolling. I think I think it's it's like it's like a thing of like Cordelia's like, all right, I'm gonna slip into the hospital and find this guy. All right. So what will happen now? Um to begin with, the protagonist has two white die. Um and Sam, if I'll get because I'm reading this off, you'll have three black dice. Okay. There are no escalated districts at the moment, so no additional black dice. So Sam, you're gonna be rolling uh 3D6. Mm-hmm. Let, right, we need to decide now what condition best fits the investigation in this scene, whether it's body, heart, mm -hmm. mind, or rep. I still think it's probably mind. Yeah. Sure. I was going to say mind or body if she's like trying to sneak in. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say the same. What's the approach? Is she trying to just sneak in and steal it, or is she trying to talk to somebody? Kind of like, hmm. I think, I think... It is mostly about getting the information, though. She can get, like, talk to the doctor. Mm -hmm. That's talking to the doctor is good, but having the actual physical information is, I think, better mm -hmm. because it means that we have that we have it like a hard copy rather than just testimony. In which case, that sounds like body, so you wouldn't get an extra dice for that because you're neutral because you're just able yeah. at the moment. 
But I do have one white die. The extra dice from the challenge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, wait. If the protagonist succeeded on their challenge roll and for each answer your group is for... Oh, okay. We have no lead. Well, we technically have two leads, but I don't think those ones count because... Oh, no. It's answers, not leads. My apologies. Um, mm. let me, I'm just double checking. This is on page 58 and 59 of the PDF. 57, 58. Apologies. I see what you meant about the dice rolls being kind of crunchy. It's a little crunchy at this point. Um, actually, no, I think your challenge dice is currently sits as a bargain dice to be used and added if needed, because the wording of this, if the protagonist succeeded on their challenge roll and for each answer, you give a white die to a supporter. So it does say that in the investigation rolls on page 87, it says protagonist rolls two white dice plus one die if governing condition is positive. Yeah. So Zach is just going to be rolling two. Oh, that's right. Sam, okay. you're rolling the opposition dice. So you're mm-hmm. on the thing, and I will have the, and I will roll the bargain dice. So. Oh, right. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so Sam rolled two sixes. <laughs> two, but the two sixes are the ones that get kept. Okay. Uh, this is the first time we're doing the dice, so this will be possibly take us a little bit longer because now yeah. it's like matching stuff up. Yeah. So, everybody, black dice on the left. I should have set some dice up on this to just physically have them. Sorry about that. I was going to say that that would have been cool to have. Uh, I'm okay. Sorry. So, yeah, for, for. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the opposition always puts forward their three highest dice. So, that's there. Then the protagonist mm. will put forward any two white die, pairing each white die with a black die. Um, and then. If you want the bargain die, which you probably don't, or maybe you do, because it's to do with differences when you get to the table, because sometimes hit or misses Mm -hmm. can really vary. Um, Basically, uh, Zach's going to pick which of the two dice he's going to meet. It's just wagering dice against each other. Okay. Um, uh, It would be probably easier for you to visualize if we had. uh, I mean, so here's, here's what we could do. One. Here's the six that you rolled. Okay. Here's the second six that you rolled. Here's the two that you rolled. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I rolled. Five and the four. There's the two. Oh, these are all different colors, too, because they're very... Because if we rolled them, yeah, that's... Oh, sweet. Uh, so, okay, so you put their three highest die, which is for you, six, six, and two. Then I put forward any two white dice, pairing each white die with one black die. So I would go... This five against the six, this four against the six. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. And then on page 68 is where the results are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, um, for the sake of our listeners, once we've got these dice paired off, there's always going to be an unpaired black dice. It produces three outcomes, two from the two pairs and one from the unpaired dice. For each white dice that's greater than its pair, you get a hit. For every black die that's greater, uh, it's a miss. So we have two misses. And the amount that they're different is what's going to determine. Wait, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or is it yes, just the yes, number so... on the die? Is it the difference or the number on the die? It's, it's, it's a number. I think it's the number on the missing die, the missed die. That's, that was, was what is how it's making sense to me. 
I said, if you look look at the narrating the outcomes on 67 and 68, because that sort of lays it out. Okay. Uh, okay. Because we've got three different outcomes here. Not three possible outcomes. It's just three outcomes. So, are yeah, these, do the, all of these things happen, it seems like? Yeah. This is how you can generate leads quickly. I think this is how uh-huh. you can play this game in four hours. Yeah. Because you get three outcomes in every scene. That is smart. That's good. And three things happen. Okay. Um, these outcomes change the court board and your character in the following sections. Uh, we've got when things okay. fall apart, putting the pieces together. Okay. So th- these mean things on this table. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a table. Thank God. Okay. So. Yeah. The table's in there twice as well. It's at the sequence. It's at the end of the PDF and mm. there's this one on page, uh, 68. Mm-hmm. So what is the unpaired black die we have? Unpaired black die is a two, so... Okay. So on a, that one, it's pin self and damage rep. You pin a new lead to the board, your character, in the district they operate in. Damage your rep condition, decreasing it by one step. If your lead is destroyed, your character dies as if you missed on a one. Sweet. Cool. Sweet, 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 oh my sweet. god, I just noticed the, like, wow, some of these are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my body is actually going to get damaged twice. Damn. Yeah, because I think, yeah, because that was what you were using for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a fiasco type game, huh? Well, the thing is, if you're rolling well, you can, like, if you look on the hit table, Sam, oh, you can yeah. see that you can heal a condition and anything like that. So I see. Okay, cool. It can. That's why the bargain dice is useful. If I had rolled higher on the bargain dice, then Zach could have swapped it out. Mm. Um, and because yeah. the bargain dice only have narrative consequences, not mechanical ones, which is why oh. the bargain dice are so useful and why it's worth like succeeding on your challenge rolls. I see. Okay, cool. I understand now. And also to be clear, um, I'm just double checking this. I don't think this means you don't get the thing you wanted. It's just there's consequences. It's not going to necessarily be a l- new lead. But we have the information. I don't think that's true because the outcomes are that I get uh, the the only lead that is being added to the board mm-hmm. is me. You're, you're quite right. You're quite right. My apologies. And then yeah, because because like you get you can get new leads from hits. No, you're right. I mean, so Ted Cordelia is a lead, but it's at the expense of her rep being damaged. Yeah, her so her rep is her rep is damaged. So <laughs> fantastic. So here's what happens. Uh Turn, oh, the supporters narrate the misses. Um though if you've got something as well, but I I really like what happens is um Wow, words just fled my brain. Because remember, I'm I'm going to end this scene broken physically. Yeah. So you get beat the fuck up, huh? Because I'm damaging my my body twice. Well, I think what happens with you becoming a lead in the investigation is that you are seen by Blacktops also coming to the hospital Mm. to do the exact thing that you're doing. And that's what's going to fuck up your rep because it's going to be put out to the police that you were seen at the hospital trying to get the records 
what was she trying to hide? This, I think it painted was it with the redwoods as well. Like, mm-hmm. if she's got nothing to hide, why is she doing that? And didn't she say earlier that she was already a suspect? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. They were suspicious. Uh, I started this. I started this game suspected. Yeah. I am. I am now targeted, and I also become broken from the events of what it would occur. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's where I was saying is like, do you get caught and like messed up? Like, do you get a did you get a rough housing from the from the blacktops? I was I was gonna I was gonna describe the whole thing, but it's not my place to do. Oh yeah, no, yes, sorry. Describe your whole thing then. I'm not allowed to. You can. If we decide you can, you can. Like it's just okay. mechanically speaking, because it's collaborative, isn't it? Because yeah. you don't technically yeah. have narrative control right now, but we've decided as a group sort of what the vibe is. So if yeah. you have a a set thing, please have at it. Yeah. Okay. Here's what happens. Cordelia gets into the the hospital. Uh, you know, uh, grabs a grabs a little a little uh, Spock, put a, throws it on, uh, throws a throws a um, a white coat on over her trench coat, gets her way down to the morgue, uh, and begins flipping through files. She is like going through them, like moving through these this big um, filing cabinet when uh, the door opens quicker than she can react to. And it is the Blacktops, as you mentioned. Uh, She's holding Lane Redwood's file in her hands as they open fire on her. She takes one in the arm and one that grazes the side of her torso, tears up this coat, this doctor's coat. Uh, She, like, bursts, like, 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 um, Manages to like to get out, uh, charging out uh, as as like the, the the gunshot wounds like burn on her on her arm on her side. Um, she still has the file in hand as she as she like is running now. Uh, they're they're running past like behind her, chasing her. She gets out like bursts out into the lobby. There's more blacktop here. They're with their with the police. Um, she charges out of the hospital out onto the sunny streets of Santa Lay, charges straight in the, sh- in the street, and is immediately hit by a car. Uh, a sedan that was waiting around the corner revs its engine, slams into her. She goes flying. She is thrown to the ground. It wasn't like a crazy high-speed collision, but it certainly knocks her, her marbles out, out of her for a little bit as uh, a pair of Redwood men get out of the car pull the file from her now limp hands and get back in and drive away. The cops get like run out uh, and as she's like stumbling to her feet, uh, they draw their guns ready to, to fire on her just as one of the Santa Lee trolleys comes by and she manages to weakly grab onto it and, and get away. Sick. She is in a bad spot physically. And obviously something is, is going on with these guys, with both major factions that are both kind of looking for her now. We're not, I guess the, the, the other guys aren't looking for her so much as they just don't trust her. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows why that happened? Who knows what branch of the family those guys were from who stole Lane's autopsy report from her? Yeah. Mm. Alrighty. Wow. 
the plot thickens. Poor Cordelia. Good grief. Yeah, you rolled two sixes. Yes, Sam. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't help if the dice love me. It's the worst it could possibly be for her. <laughs> it's true, it's true, it is. Um, um, before we go into the next thing, just a reminder that to change outcomes, um, you can obviously make a bargain, as discussed. You also have the option to break your principle to count any tie mm -hmm. as a hit. Mm. I think you can break your principle twice uh, over the course mm -hmm. of the game. You can't do it more than that. It's like a finite resource. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Next scene. Do you want to go next or can I, or can I go next? If you've got an idea for a scene, please go right ahead, Sam. I don't really. I was just. And actually, I actually just had mm -hmm. a thought. This is, this is admittedly, I wouldn't call this crunchy. I would say this is just uh, vaguely put, written. Um, yeah, could be clearer. Could be clearer. When it says like hit on, miss on, I was assuming it meant that that was the die for the main for what the the character the investigation role die mm. i'm wondering if it might be the other way because you can't cuz cuz like when you miss on the other die that's not that is you're using the 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 supporter die uh to count with the misses not the mhm mm so I'm wondering, is was that two misses on four and uh, four and five, or was that two misses on six? Let me double check this. It's a great question. I can't each really paired white die. Each supporter gets to narrate a miss. I think you use yeah, for, for each for each for each black die that's greater. Well, no. Hmm. It's vague. It's frankly. vague. It's it's really vague. I think saying the number that you lost with makes it more interesting. Like, yeah. whatever the number is on the white die, if it's the hit, you use that. Or we could just say going forward that it is the number. If the black die wins, it's the number on the black die. And if the white die wins, it's the number on the white die. Which makes mm, more sense, sure. to be fair. That makes sense to me, yeah. Okay. Cool. But so let's say that for that first number. round, yeah, the winning die's number. Yeah. But if we'd done that, we would have had no... Otherwise, we would have lost all our leads and escalations. So that would have yeah. been a game very, very quickly. Yes. So, but well, we it, would have, maybe... it would have been... It would have been it would, it's escalate or destroy a lead. Yeah. That's true. But um, going forward, we will establish that, yeah, it's the number on the die that wins. Perfect. That dictates what you pick from the table. Awesome. Sounds good. So... Um, I have two potential ideas uh, that I'd like to run by you guys. Okay. One is, um, nope, never mind. Fuck. Sorry, my brain just like went. No, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, because this, that, and, and other things, and then I was like, shit. Um, I've, sorry, I've I'm got a little something. If you want, I'm a little off my game today. Okay. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's been a while since recording happened. I've got one yeah. for for Nesme Okay, do. perfect. Let's go. Let's do yours sorry. then. All right. Cordelia is to the wind for the like at, at the moment okay. as well. Yeah. I don't know that either, that she has come back to either of you after that debacle. Yeah, no, fair enough. So this is, hmm, how ballsy. I think what this is is because we know that the document, what the document was that was found online, 
that information mm -hmm. is still lead. It just so happens that there is a cement mixer happening. Ooh. So Nazmi is getting dressed up, is uh, leaving the Ralatando under the trusted care of employees, and is going to go uh, chat to uh, various ones to see, uh, figure out what exactly this municipal planning business is. Right, so Nezumi rocks up at this mixer. Um, if somebody wants to NPC a plus one, well, no, you guys can just NPC whoever you like. Uh, they're wearing a very sort of slick black, no, like a charcoal gray suit uh, and silver jewelry decorating. And the, the hair is down in this sort of sheet of hair, makeup on point, uh, huh. and like... Good spiked heels. Nice. And is just, as a business owner and supporter of uh, growth in Santale, it's a good place to be seen and it's a good place to hear things. And so, yeah, just uh, chatting. Uh, cool. Oh, cool. I think that. I think that another person who is present at this uh, cement mixer is a... Sorry, concrete mixer. Concrete it's mixer. American. Concrete mixer. Um, is um, is going to be a tall, sort of vaguely bearded, red-haired, very bubbly man who is a competing business owner. It's Galen. Vaguely bearded. Vaguely bearded. He doesn't. He's not very good at growing a beard, but he tries his best. Poor sod. Mm-hmm. Galen, guarded by the grace and glory of our illustrious shining lord, um, is the owner of a competing. Oh fuck! What do we call them? Kennel club. Yes, a competing kennel club, which is disguised as a coffee shop. All right. So you're you're moving around. You're trying to trying to um, get uh, what is, what is it that you're looking for here? Uh, you're you're looking into this 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 um, into this document. I want to yeah, basically I want to talk to people. This is really rep, is what this is. It's just like talking to folks, trying to get one of what exactly these plans are for. Um, or like more like who's orchestrating them, what sort of what problems people are having getting their uh, construction plans through like I care about flow of business, like is this going to be affecting the downtown area? This will severely affect <laughs> my donation mm -hmm. and just like mm -hmm. walk in the walk, talk in the talk in theory. Cool, and Galen is just kind of Chill. Uh, also, is Ga does Galen care about that at all, or is Galen just here to be seen and heard? <laughs> I think that in this setting, I believe that Galen is. I guess we've we've established that this is maybe no longer, uh, perhaps not not the same setting as as we had previously said, or as I had previously said. Um, He's concerned. He thinks he might want to uh, expand and become a ch have his his uh, his kennel club become perhaps a chain, maybe own more than one. 
And he is looking at this new real estate development that is being developed. You know, there are these big plans. Perhaps this, uh, perhaps this particular cement mixer is a unveiling ceremony of the plans for a new business park or some such, which happens to be. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, um, it's like, hey, we're going to build a new neighborhood. Yeah. And so, okay. So, so you're there. Uh, Galen is there. Um, Nesmi, let's ha- let's roll your challenge now. Yeah. As because kennel, so one kennel clubs, kennel clubs are still uh, those are those are illegal. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's a coffee shop. Um, I own a very very popular yeah. coffee shop. Yours is a coffee shop. Nesmi's is a bar. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But the actual the actual magical back rooms of them those are illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been kind of cracking down a little bit, unless you kind of are playing the game. They, they mm-hmm. people might know that you're connected. Ooh, it's a five and a one. Um, so that takes five. Good. And then I roll. Take the five, and then I roll. How many d sixes? Double checking. I think it's just the one, because there's nothing to add to it. Because I'm not using like a star. I have a negative in. So yeah. All right. Let's go, and that's a one on my end. So that's a uh-huh. that's a win on the challenge for you. Mm-hmm. Easy, succeed unconditionally. So nobody, you have covered your tracks pretty deeply, and nobody knows that you're connected to Cadrelia uh, Wade Smith. Uh, nobody has any idea that that uh, the Relatandro is anything other than a uh, perfectly legitimate downtown business, and so. Let's introduce a a black top. Somebody, oh. whoever is here is representing the uh, the party, because that's that's who this information is going to be um, filtered through for yeah. certain. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's call them. Um, I let me let me let me reach deep into the recesses of my mind. Um, <laughs> Me and August were using um, like sort of Roman Greek style names uh, at one point. If that helps you come up with something, yeah. Um, let's say that this gentleman's name is Gaius Cortez. Ooh, Ooh huh? good name! Nice name! Hell yeah! Gaius is a he's a city planner. He is a member of the Imperian Party, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, the Black Tops. Ha ha ha. Uh, isn't it funny that they give us a nickname? Ha ha ha. Um, he says, Yes, thank you everybody for coming to this, uh, this, this event. It is wonderful to see so many business owners turning out to get in on the ground floor of this brand new innovation. It is true, those of us uptown, the downtown area. We have had quite a bit of success and prosperity these last few years as the Imperian Party has come to power, has brought order and law to the streets of Santelay. But perhaps in our haste to protect ourselves, we have neglected the less fortunate of us. So, in the interest of protecting the and 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 safeguarding the most vulnerable populations of our fair city. 
we present to you uh, the, a brand new housing development and a brand new districting endeavor. Uh, and he pulls off uh, this this thing, uh, uh, and it is a it is a like scale model, you know, showcasing a, a section of of the city, uh, which you can recognize as would be where Haven is at the outskirts. And they're calling it, what's it like a, what's like a more kind of like buttoned down version of a haven? Uh, they call it uh, Sanctuary Hills. Oh my fucking God. <sighs> oh my God. Sabriel is like, like ready to kill. He's not here, but if he was, he'd be ready to kill. <laughs> yes. uh, your donations go to paving roads to repairing weed-infested concrete sidewalks and, of course, building new low-income housing and new business opportunities so that the less fortunate can afford to work and shop alike. Polite applause. Galen applauds quietly as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaius Cortez, yeah, he show, shows his stuff off. Uh, so that's like that's like a basic piece of information that everyone now will know in the in like the kind of world and like kind of like d- donations here are being like uh, I guess let's let's uh, let's have the investigation yeah we'll see what what in- what extra information you manage to get yeah this is the baseline like we all know this now yeah let me just double check okay two plus one for the challenge. And I get one. Wait, no. The bargain dice is the challenge. I'm rolling. Are you three. still? Are you still using rep for this? Yes. Wait. Okay. Hmm. Well, it depends. What are you? What is? How are you looking to get more out of this? Are you looking to like leverage your your reputation as a as a savvy business owner to like get a little bit of more intel from Gaius about the plans and the source of the plans? I think so, yeah. Okay. Because I don't I think Nezumi's skill set knows enough about the specifics of city planning to, like, look in more detail at that. It's better to, like, get the uh, the personable mm-hmm. side of it. So of that's um, 3d6 for me. 36 for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I am also rolling 3d6. Yes. Uh, let's check yeah. that, that, uh, that, uh, thing. Uh, uh, any. There's no escalations. There's no failed challenge. Nope. Uh, cool. And then there's a bargain die, so. Well, I don't think I am rolling three here. Let me double check. Uh, positive. Rep, rep is, rep is a positive condition. Yeah, but I don't right? think that. Okay. No, you add you add that for for investigation. Okay. It's two dice plus one for your positive condition, mm-hmm. uh, and the opposition is rolling three dice. If you had a negative condition, they would add yeah. one. An escalation, they would add one. A failed challenge, they'd add one. None of those. So I'm rolling three d six. You're rolling three d six. All right, all right, all right. So I've rolled a five. A four and a four. You've rolled a five, a five, and a one. Mm. All right. Uh, and Sam, can you please roll one d six? The bargain die. I got another six. Ooh, 
Very good. Okay. This time it's good that the dice like me. That is actually very good. You could win both of these. I could. Hmm. If you if you take that bargain. I think I will. I mean, I just want to double check with affecting the outcome because I think I swap it. I'm I'm double checking. All right. I keep yeah. my two highest. I'm just yeah. This is the first time we're doing the bargaining aspect of this. Mm-hmm. So or changing the outcome. Like what the work with the logistics of swapping. At the moment, there's only one bargain dice. So there's a narrative consequence if I do, which is fine. Yes, this will harm one of your conditions. Or, or unlike in challenge rules, a purely narrative cost. Accepting a narrative bargain doesn't harm your condition if you feel the end of the bargain with the dice of your abilities. I think you can get some information, some more deeper information, but you're going to have to like pony up like a much greater donation, which might financially like this is you're going to get become financially embroiled in this conspiracy fine i accept this your your name and and money is on the books yeah sure cool so you can take one of the one of these dice okay i'll leave that over there so here we go and i can pick which is paired with which so i'll put a six by this five and a five by one of these fours. So that's a hit on a six and a hit on a five. Five. So what that means, uh, on a five, I can add a random lead or make a connection uh, between any two leads. I think I'm going to be adding a random lead. Um, sure. Give me just a second. I'm going to pull up a card. This is probably going to be to do with uh, up here because this is definitely upper crust related. And on a six, I can find an answer or add and connect a new lead, creating a lead from scratch mm-hmm. and connecting it to any other lead. Okay. I am open to suggestions, my friends. I have a thing that's imp- that I think, I think this might be the, the, the new lead. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've got this pretty, I've got a pretty firm idea about that yeah i have like a potential idea but for the six yeah for the six yeah okay well sam if you've got like a random one yeah well i think we have to for the random lead we have to draw a card you you draw yeah you draw a card um because yeah oh do we still get a miss though because there's still a black die you do still you do still get the miss you get the miss on the four miss so you're gonna damage you're gonna damage your reputation from this okay that's that's where the hit to my rep came from yes mm-hmm. so now i'm overlooked rather than trusted yeah okay mm-hmm. so here's so here's the thing is that you're talking about this and guys is like and you know there have been some concerns levied about the people who currently live there but it's actually fine. You might have heard of this gang of ne'er-do-wells called the Redwoods. Well, it seems some of them have seen the light. They've decided to turn back to the, the straight and narrow, and we're negotiating directly with them for the sale of this land. Fascinating. Hmm. So that is, so there is, so the, 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 a new lead is that there are you don't know exactly who or, or what. There are a faction of Redwoods who are in on it. All right. All right. I have drawn and a card. And that's a lead and a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah? To clarify. 
that is no, that is uh, yeah. Add and connect a new lead. Okay, so yeah, so, so you would is... take that and then maybe connect that to the documents. Perfect. I will draw a line. And this is the card we've drawn to create a random lead. And now I have to find that. Tables are at like page uh, 90 something, I think, 91. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, okay, so there's four tables. I imagine they each represent a thing. Yeah. Right? So they represent... I don't know what dramatic hits are. That must be a different thing. Um, it's like story baits. Yeah. yeah. But, so... A lead. Let's. So we've got. Oh, the the suit. The suit oh. has to do with the. Okay, right, cool. um, let me double check. Something. The suit is to do with the with the district that it's in. The district yes. that it takes. So it is in random lead, random lead. This district. Um, and it is uh three. So it's either an office, it's a family heirloom, or it is an actor slash performer. Which do we think is the most interesting here? To be happening in midtown. I think a family heirloom. Yeah. yeah, I'm down with that. And this is and this is Hearts, which is downtown. There's a fairly a family heirloom that, that related to downtown. Fascinating. Or actually, an office downtown would also make sense. I do like the idea of an office downtown. It could be the um, could like be the architecture architectural firm. firm. Hey, Jinx. Um, yeah, the architectural firm or the city planning firm, something along those lines. Whatever firm is in charge of designing this sanctuary. Sanctuary. House. God, that fucking fills me with anger. I hate it. Oh my god. It's good. That means it's good. <laughs> it's a safe place to grow. Fills yeah. the part of me that is Sabriel with rage. <sighs> well, I guess I have a great idea for my next scene. Well, who among us can stand against the future? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. cool. So, I will put this here, and say, uh, do what? Yeah, let's come up with a with a name for this uh, this firm. Um, it's, it's you want it to be like, uh, like name and name, or like name name and name. Yeah, like a, like a law firm almost, but it's. Um, you come up with it. You're good at that. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's go. Hmm. I've got one. Okay. Um, let me just see. If I'm pronouncing this right. This is Hefstead and Agnes. Hefstead and Agnes. Okay. But Agnes, not like the name, but A G N I S. Okay. Uh, is that a? Does that mean something in a language? Uh, it's a riff on Hephaestus. Uh, who is a god of building oh, okay, okay. and a sure uh, his uh, Hindu equivalent, which is Agni. Mm-hmm. So Agni. very cool. I was uh, I was gonna see. I was thinking about riffing off uh, Van Croft. Ah, uh. um, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Brian. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can use that later. <laughs> I mean, uh, all universes cool, yeah, are linked. Yeah. All universes are linked. All, All right. Other worlds than these. Uh, cool. Um, you want to write that down? Yeah, yep, you want to put do. it on the. Uh, uh, put it on this. I'm doing it, Sam. If you want to start establishing your scene. All right. So, um, I think that 
given that this situation has just happened, I think we start off with with Sabriel in his little hideout, learning this information for the first time, and being absolute, like you know, becoming just incandescent with rage, and deciding as soon as he finds this info out. You know, I'm guessing, I'm guessing perhaps, actually, this is a, probably a good way to establish this. Um, Nesmi gives them a call and is like, okay, here's the situation. Here's what I just found out. And his first instinct is, we have to do something about this. We have to, we have to, we have to go there and, uh, and find out more and figure out what they're up to because there's, there's no way that the amount I of... I don't disagree. There's no way that the amount of harm that they're trying to do here isn't related to what they're trying to build. We have to figure out what their end game is here because they haven't they haven't done anything about the outskirts up until this point and so there must be something now that has changed that they want to do with this with this space. We have to I have to I'm going down there. Meet me there. And he just hangs up the phone gathers up his things, <sighs> gathers up his weapons, and starts marching downtown. Weapons. Oh boy. I just want to paint the visual of <laughs> Nezumi in like suspenders in a different shirt, uh, hair up, with this just like this pair of sunglasses on, is already waiting outside the architect, like the city planning firm. And it's just like a pair of like saddle shoes. My God. It's just like. <sighs> He's like coming here Did to raise hell. And roll out of... hmm? I'm incapable of not looking well dressed. It's true. Um, Nesby's just like, like very calm, collectively. you and I have. Yeah, just like, I think you and I have very different ideas about how this should be approached, but fair enough. I'll follow your lead. Really? interesting well you're the protagonist in the scene you see <laughs> i'm supporting he he storms in and, and he goes he he walks right up to the front desk he, he's very calm and collected but like very visibly think like angry lawyer goes as a resident of a mm -hmm. district that is being redeveloped i have a right to view the plans and see and discuss with the planning committee how they intend to change my neighborhood and I am exercising that right and asking to be brought directly to whoever it is who is drawing up these plans. This sounds like a challenge roll. Yes, it is. This does sound like a challenge roll. Also, you made a point to say you had weapons on you. I sure did. Where are, are those what visible? What are they and what are they? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that a lot of his weapons are things that are involved in the summoning of spirits and the utilization of them. So he's not a mage. So. But they are. So. Charms uh, and signets. Illegal contraband. Yeah. Charms, signets, contraband of many forms. He's wearing like five necklaces that look very decorative. And unless you looked very closely at them, you probably wouldn't notice that they are humming with spiritual energy. He is wearing, you know, bangles and rings that are, again, purely for utilities purpose. They're all a little mismatched. He looks a little bit like a vagabond, um, but he is 
he is coming in and so all of his weapons are, you know, he probably also has, I would say, some like bottles and flasks that have that contain something of some sort. He is armed to the gills in a very inconspicuous way unless you were looking for it. I don't know if they are looking for it. This, this doesn't sound inconspicuous. You say he's wearing like five or six necklaces and is carrying they're under his, they're under his, and they're covered under, in... They're, it's, it, they're in, it's in a bag and they're under his shirt and at any moment he could pull them out. But he's trying to be quote unquote low key about it in the worst possible way. He's not... Dude, he's... He's very smart, but he's also very impulsive. Yeah, sounds like this might break bad. Yes, it does. Um, um, wild to think that his rep, rep is trusted. This does not seem like that. His rep is trusted in his own community. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, okay, well, in that case, we're not using rep. This, let's say keeping it cool, we're going to call this mind. Ooh, okay. Yep, I would agree. What happens if it's below... Means I roll an extra black die. Ooh, god. Okay, cool. Oh boy, Sabriel. You fucking dipshit. So you're gonna roll 1d6. I'm rolling two dice. Mm-hmm. I got a four. It's a four. Mm-hmm. I also got a four. Also fours. Okay, so we've got so t- some... It's a tie, which means you fail. Unless... Yeah, he's right. I'm just double checking. Oh. Yes, so so sorry. Yeah, uh, if neither die is higher by two or more, it's a stalemate. One supporter will argue offer you a bargain. You accept the bargain's conditions, treat your roll as a success, and keep the white die. If you refuse, treat your roll as a failure and keep the black die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the bargain, whatever it is. Probably you don't so, know what uh, the bargain wants... is. <laughs> this is true. It's true. All right, who who wants to offer me a bargain? Uh, Jade, oh, you can yeah. take care of that. I'm just looking at your uh, conditions as they currently stand. I think your mind is going to click down from conflicted to unhinged because you are that person that just walked into a city planning office wearing what looks like everything off a stand at a flea market, yelling about (sighs) how it's your right to be there. You know what? I can't argue with that. (laughs) Also... I think what this also is, I think having that many items on you, your change to switch activity, definitely muddles your thoughts as well. It's really hard to keep a clear mm. head. So yeah. it's I would agree impacting you. Yeah, there's like a lot of like spirit interference. Yeah. There's a lot of people whispering at me right now. A lot mm-hmm. of people with opinions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a lot of spirits All right. with opinions. People is, All right. you know. All right. Oh, um, Zach, do you want to play the fucking receptionist here? Yeah, well, you've su- so you've succeeded, mm-hmm. uh, and so she's like, "Of course, sir, Mister uh, Hefstead is is out at the mom- m- moment, but I can, I can um, direct you to uh, one of his uh, aides who might be able to help you." I suppose that will suffice. Uh, very well. Um, and she, uh, uh, can I can I have your name, sir? So I can tell. Shit, I didn't think this far ahead. I was like, I was, I'm trying to be like, is he gonna lie or is he just gonna say, um, my name is Sabriel. Uh, all right. Um, and she kind of clicks on her intercom. Um, uh, and she 
Yeah, she like leans into it, uh, and she says, I'm "Trying to think if I have a character. I don't have a character." Um, she says, "Um, uh, sir, uh, is a Mister Sabriel out here to speak with you? Uh, he's exercising his civil rights." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always say, uh, all right, send him in. All right. Um, my associate will also be coming with me. Tips his head. Of course. And, uh, marches right in there. As is his right. Sure. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Permission to add a little flavor? Yes, please do. Always. I just think as Nezumi walks past this receptionist, she looks uh, down at this receptionist's desk and sees like there's a cute little felt mouse just sat uh, next to her phone, just like a little desk toy, and just like, I love that. You should keep that around. And just, uh, there's a moment there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, as. Nizmi like looks over the top of their sunglasses at the receptionist. Uh, one of their eyes is completely black for just a moment, and then sunglasses back up. Sure. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see how your your belligerent uh, uh, interrogation <laughs> goes. Yeah. Let's roll this investigation. Oh, um, I'll roll okay. the bargain die. Awesome. Okay. Get it done. Okay. So I roll, roll two white die. Governing condition is not positive. No. Okay. In fact, uh, it is yeah. very negative right now. Which means extra black die get rolled, I believe. Oh god. Oh I boy, this isn't is. gonna end so, well. Yeah. Which? Uh, which? Which? Uh, okay. Let me, let me find out. So I roll thing. two white dice. Um. Here's my two dice. Oh boy. Okay. Well, five and a one. Okay. Not too five bad. Five and a one. Uh, and you're rolling something you have a negative to... in, Sam. Yeah. So Zach is rolling four. Yeah. This is is this still mind? So, uh, well, yeah, you're actually, rolling wait. four. What is what is what is Sam's? Unhinged. So it's you would get two extra. Yeah, which would take me up to five. Yep. No. Oh my god. Oh boy. Yep. Okay. So I roll five d six. I only get to keep three of them. Okay. So it's a six, a three, and a three. Oh my god. Is this four from the last roll, or is that from this roll? That four is for this roll. Yeah, this is a bargain die. So, Sam, this is entirely up to you. What I would suggest is mm. bargain to get that four. Yes. Because then... Oh, wait, no. You... No, because then you'll be able to beat both the threes. Because you can't beat the six. Uh, can you wait? Can you do that? Well, I think you have to. You still have to hit them. Like you pick which dice they're paired with, as the, as the protagonist. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm seeing now on the on the little the little the little thing. You can you can like shift shuffle the dice around. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Be. This yeah. is the yeah, changing okay. the outcomes element. Yeah. So I can't beat the six. No. You can't beat the six. But I can beat both of the threes? Yes. If you take an additional bargain. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna trade out the the one for the four. Do I have to? Oh, do I have to take an additional bargain? No. Or no. just no, because you already rolled a bargain die. Yeah. Because the plus one die if I succeeded in my challenge roll, which I did because I took the last bargain. Yeah. But that 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 just allows you to have the bargain die. It yeah. doesn't give it to. It gives you the option to get the bargain die. Yeah, you don't take any narrative. You... Co- I think what this is the the narrative consequence of you taking this because you will get a hit for this is you are gonna get banned or flagged like this doesn't affect mechanically speaking yeah but i do think you are gonna um i think downtown becomes incredibly a dangerous place for you to be yeah okay so so there is a bargain involved Mm? pardon yes this this is a bargain that's involved yeah yeah but yeah so that means we get two hits to Sam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get a five and a four. Uh-huh. But a miss on a six. On a miss and a on miss a on a six. Which is bad. Yes. It's less than to escalate or destroy a lead. Oh, it sounds like escalate is what's happening. Yeah, I think we you resolve the hits first, and then Zach gets to okay. narrate what this escalation looks like, which is very Perfect. fun. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. And, and also, you've got, to draw, you've got to draw a card. Yeah, I've got to draw two that. cards to... Um, so yeah, so that was a hit on a five and a hit on a four. So yeah. you can add a random lead to connections. Yeah, a yeah. random lead or a connection. You can any well, leads two that of them come. Now. Yeah, you can so add. I'm probably a... going to add. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can string a connection. You don't have to add a lead if you don't want to. You can string a connection between any oh, okay. two leads you already have. So you could okay. draw one and make a connection. I have an idea for a connection, um, but I'm not, I'm a little bit, like, ugh, about where it goes. Because I had an idea, but now I'm, like, not sure about it. I'm just going to let the, the, let the, the dice decide things, uh, or re- rather let the game play itself out. Um, so I would, I'm going to draw a connection between the... I don't think you draw for connections. I think you make connections with stuff that's there. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like, when I say draw a connection, I mean, like, draw a line that connects between two things. Oh, my apologies. Yes, sorry. Um, no, my bad. I'm trying to decide whether I want to, like, add a random lead and make a connection, or just make two connections. We, we don't, we don't have a huge amount of leads. Yeah, we really don't, which is why... Yeah, getting more leads on the board is a good idea. So I would personally maybe make, get a lead on the board, a random one, mm-hmm. it'll be in downtown... No, it won't. It'll be wherever the suit puts it. And yeah, so yeah, I have right. just drawn this card, which is the Jack of Clubs, which is in Skid Row. And it is either a hideaway, a trained animal, or a private eye. Oh. Huh. <laughs> private eye, private eye, private eye. I was about to say, I think we've, I think I've, I've gotten my connection here. And, um... And I'll be able to draw a line immediately because I also have that. And I'm going to do that. What does that mean? Um, I'm connecting Cordelia with the private eye. As though perhaps... Ah, Sorry, I fucked something up. Um, So our lead is a private eye. This could either be a private eye that Cordelia once knew or worked with. Or it could in fact be, you know, maybe... She remembered something after getting beat to shit. She never got beat. She got shot and then hit with a car. 
I mean, that's a, still a yes. bad day. She had a really bad day, and maybe it jogged some memories loose. Mm-hmm. Do you like that idea? Um, I have some th- ideas branched off of it, but I don't know how much how much of my ideas I, it should be. Oh, we can talk it out because it's your it's your lead. We can talk it out. I also wanted to do something about. I had an idea about the body. Um, so maybe the lead is simply a private eye. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still really confused about how this game mechanic works. Right. So I've got a private... Go on. Mm-hmm. So, well, so you've got a private eye or a trained animal or a hideaway. Yeah. And I have... I did have an idea about a hideaway. Okay. That sounds interesting. Um, I had an idea about sort of like not related to this particular lead, but the um, like is the Our Lady of Empirical Justice Orphanage does that con- is that does that count as a lead? Not really, right? That's like disconnected. No, it's a it's a place. That's a no, that that's a structure. It's a structure. Yeah, that is a well known structure. I guess Lane Redwood and his backstory connects to i don't know so this is the the like i've got an idea but it doesn't really connect to anything on the board right now and so i don't want to like just throw it in there because that's not like within the rules of the game well a random lead is a it's random so it can just go on the board the connection well no a random lead has to be from the cards i see right then write it down and maybe use it as a connection later if you have an idea yeah that's fair. I've already written it down. Um, cool. But, yeah. Um, but then I still have one thing left. We could add another lead, random lead, onto the board. We could. Um, Just to get more leads on there. So, uh, let's, but let's, before we, before we move on to the next one, let's look at this, let's, let's establish this hideaway. Yes. Okay. Whose it is, what it's about. Yeah. And how did I find that information from whatever happens next? From badgering... This I'm guy, this poor uh, clerk, or what? I think I, I think I know what. I think I know how. You don't think you know how? Do you want to have it? Do you want to play it out? Uh, not necessarily, because I don't know how I would, I would, I would um, structure that scene. Probably is like you're yelling at him. You're like, I want to know all the people who are involved in this. You know, I, we had a right to be uh, asked about this before you make decisions about our homes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he says, uh, well, I'm very sorry, sir, but we made extensive negotiations with people from out there, uh, from, from folks of, of Haven. Um, and oh, really? now this, 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 this is the thing, because this might also be a connection, because mm. he gives you this address, this hideaway in Skid Row, the name on it, the person who's supposed to live there. Is Lane Redwood? Mm. Yes, it is a connection. Uh, I'm just gonna write hideaway. Yeah, that's yes, absolutely. I think that's a very interesting connection to draw there. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I know it was technically my job to come up with that, but I'm not firing on all cylinders today, so I appreciate the help. Um, yes. Sure. So yeah, this this person will basically will say like you know. This is, here's the address of the person we spoke to about, about this, you know, 
the of you know one of our main connections in the in the outskirts um but he lives in you know his his uh second address is and where we were contacting him from is this hideaway in skid row yeah this little apartment yeah a little apartment on the border between skid row and haven yeah yeah yeah, I mean, Sabriel's not going to take that very well. He's going to be like, he would never betray us like that. But he doesn't actually believe that. And he's like, mm-hmm. thank you for your is this Is this now, is this a chain of three connected leads? What are the yes. three? The hideaway, the documents, and the faction. They have to be connected. And also, they are. See? There's a, In well, a straight line. They're connected through, through Lane. Yeah. Is it's like the the hideaway is connected to Lane, who's connected to the documents, who's connected to the faction of Redwoods. Yeah, that's the one, two, three. Yeah, yep, yeah. that counts. And the connection to you know how he died. Yeah, but this becomes that if you have three connections, you can get an answer. What question mm. are you answering with these three? With this connect with this thing that you've done? Are we are have you figured out the why? Or the oh, right, right, because this is not this is not just an, an endless answer. This is an answer to our three questions: yeah. Why was the victim killed? How was it pulled off? Who did it? Yeah. Well, it um, sounds to me with the connections we've got, it we've got the who. Seems like a. It was this faction of the Redwoods. Is it though? Because is it though? Okay. Or is this why then? Because it also could be. Could be that Lane did was one of these one of these redwoods working with Empyrean. Well, either way, we decide what the answer is with the connections we've got. It's true. That's why that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> so I actually was thinking that maybe it had something to do with like why was the victim killed. Um, also, I want to, as flavor text, say the hideaway is very close by. Actually, maybe not flavor text as part of the you know. The the hideaway is on the same block as Our Lady of Empirical Justice Orphanage. Sure. So this could either answer, like, why was he killed? I mean, quite simply, it could be that he was killed because he was working with Empyrean. The faction, the, the rest of the Redwoods who were not part of that small faction were were getting revenge. I don't know if I like that one, though. I don't. I cut... Well, so that what that could be could also lend itself to the reason that Cordelia was suspected is not because they think that she killed him, because they think that she was in on it. Hmm. They think that she's one of the faction of Redwoods working with Empyrean. Yeah. Could be. But I guess now is the time to decide, like, was he actually one of those Redwoods working with Empyrean? I... He's on, his name is on the thing. His name is on the, is on the hideaway. Um, but I also, I kind of want to return back to what Jade was thinking and saying, thinking about the Redwoods who were using his hideaway to. He's a full guy. To pull off this deal and then they killed him and dumped him, you know, out the window or something. Well, if they dumped him out the window, he'd have out. a lot more marks on him. Because he found mm. out. Yeah. With this information. Mm. So at this point, it's like the characterization of Lane Redwood then. That's what the. Is he. Was he killed by members of his family for betraying them or did the betraying faction kill him because he found out 
Mm-hmm. That will sort of determine which of these answers it is. Yeah, we have to make that decision. I think that in terms of because like, this is either why or who. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of like Sabriel's narrative payoff, I, I would kind of prefer it to be that he was the fall guy rather than being the one who did it. But it also might be really interesting to have Sabriel have yet another person he cares about and trusts betray him. Because that's sort of already a theme with his personal narrative. Well, another thing, we don't have to answer that yet, and we can confirm and Mm -hmm. say, the other thing is we can argue like, okay, so we know it was other, I think it makes more sense that this is the why being. Yeah. This is the why. Yeah. That he was he was being you he's he's the patsy, or he found out and was gonna go up the family line to higher ups, and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this person's selling us out." Cool. So yes, yeah, so which I think is interesting. Given that the redwoods we've established at the top, they're like this magically inclined collective, and whereas Imperium are all about restricting magic. Mm-hmm. It make yeah. and given how we talked about him at the beginning and our relationship with him, for me it makes more sense that he found out about this and so they killed him. Whoever killed him or whoever was sent to do the deed, mm-hmm. that's why. Because he found out something and was gonna go tell other people tell. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Totally. I find that more interesting narratively speaking. Than him having Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh... Sounds good to me. Okay, so we got an answer. That's going to help with bargain die, like bargain bargain die in future investigation roles, because we now have an answer. Oh yeah. All right. And Sa- uh, Zach, it's your scene. Cool. So is that is that the end of it? Oh no! You need to talk about this escalation that's happening. Oh uh, right. yes, we have to decide the, the escalation. escalation. So actually, what happens is you're going to draw a card me yeah let me let me double check this because i'm pretty sure you're going to draw a card uh look at the district that shares its suit if any if it has any undestroyed leads destroy any one of those if it has no undestroyed leads escalate the subject the district uh guys i hate to break it to you technically we shouldn't have answered that question yet you need a six on a hit when doing an investigation to answer the question Oh, have, well, but, but we've done it now, and it's done already it like Fine. twenty-five to ten. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're running. We're running. I think. I think. Uh, we're, let's 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 set this thing, and then we can call. Yes. And this is this will be part one, and then we'll have a part two, uh, which I think is right. good because okay. Sam has 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 stated a number of times that he's not feeling. Uh, yeah, I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not running on all cylinders today, and so I'm. I appreciate. No, wait, let, we'll let's let's this paint this part. picture. All right. So we yes, need to draw a card to determine what district. All right. I will do so. I, I, I got the card. Oh, you got it? All right, cool. Let's see what happens. Hearts. Hearts. Downtown. We have oh, one boy. lead there, which is Hefstead and Agnes. Uh, How anymore. thoroughly can we destroy what this? What does it mean to destroy a lead? Yeah. Um, it means you can't use it anymore. And then you can't connect to it. Cool. So, so you're... <laughs> So you, Sabriel, are being pretty aggressive. And we see outside uh, the receptionist, who does have that moment with um, Nezemi, 
hears you like yelling at this guy. She's a little concerned, a little worried. She picks up the phone. Says, um, uh, call dials nine one one and says, uh, there's a there's a belligerent man um causing trouble at, at my at the place I work. I'm worried that he might be violent. <laughs> and uh, sirens, you hear sirens. You managed to get away in time. You've oh, lost okay. any more conditions, but you know they'll be keeping an eye on that place for you to return. Okay. Well, fuck. Indeed. All right, all right, all right. All right. So before we sign up, let's paint a picture of where these three investigators, these characters are at Mm -hmm. right now as the sirens blare in downtown. Uh, I mean, I think Sabriel's still inside. We just said he got unless I thought he was getting away. Oh, he just managed. We just said he managed to get away. Sorry. Oh my god. This this is why it's a good idea to. Yeah. So so you might you might not want to try to run away, but but you've got Nesby with you, and Nesby's like much too smart to to, to like let the two of you stand there and wait for the the cops to show up. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, like so Nesby probably you like grab Sabriel and 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 spear him away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is my neck of the woods. I know where to go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm taking your lead and just fucking jogging after you. On my way out, I toss a couple of bottles on the floor as a distraction, releasing a couple of spirits, which are not violent, but they are distracting. Oh, okay. So perfect. The thing to do as you leave is vindicate them. Fine. They're not violent. Is the main prop main point here is that these these are these spirits are wailing inconsolably about about the things that have happened to them about the horrors of their lives. These are spirits of those who have been taken down by the by Empyrean, and they are restless and un uneasy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, buddy, I'll tell you, them being violent, hundred percent doesn't matter. In in terms of of it of it of, the, of you vindicating their their concerns, yeah. All right, I've I know. Got, so we've got out there. Let's paint these visuals that we close this section on of the story. Mm-hmm. What what does the camera see with Cordelia? Uh, there is uh, you see a radio uh, talking about the about the near standoff that happened downtown outside of the offices of Hefstead and Agnes that there is there was there was a strange potentially violent certainly dangerous individual who who attempted to bully the fine people of this city into um, into stagnation uh, rather than embrace the future she clicks it off with like a kind of growl winces as she as she kind of shuffles to the side as we can see that she has inexpert stitches going up and down her side and her arm uh, from where she treated her own bullet wounds uh, she takes a slug of uh, of whiskey and looks at the investigation 
board she has begun to build in her apartment. You want to go next, Sam, or shall I? Uh, sure. Um, we probably see Sabriel back in his home, pulling pulling off his, his jewelry, hanging it with care, basically caring for the spirits under his not control because he doesn't control them he he tends to them he cares for them they're they're people to him and he's you know you we see him in his little shantytown hideout tending to these objects that are filled with spirit and almost comforting them as he's trying to figure out what he's doing next and he's trying to write a letter to to galador to be like you know I'm making bad decisions without you, dude. Please come back. And that's not going to reach him in time. This whole time he's been very disconnected from his sort of mental rock, his, his sort of his anchor point, And he's starting to realize that maybe that's not such a good idea. So it sort of ends with this sort of the sun beginning to set and plunging his room into darkness as he is both whispering to his little objects and writing a letter in the dark. And the camera leaves Sabriel in his room, moves out through Haven, back to downtown as a sirens. No longer blare, but there's still the flash of red and blue lights bouncing off the many glass windows of this section of the town and uh, there are members of the protectorate out just reassuring people that there's a search on for the man who terrorized the city planning office that uh, the Imperian Valley has the people's best interest at heart, they will keep you safe, please don't panic and Gamma pushes past that down the stairs into Tralatando into an office where uh, there's just a single lamp on like a desk lamp and Nizami is sat just has a knife out just like on the table just like twisting it back and forth and the camera moves behind him and we see on the wall, almost like it's been plastered. There's just like masses of amounts of paper, and uh, all the ink looks like it's been pulled out of these various documents to form a map of some kind, or maybe it's a building. It's it's hard to make out what it is, but it's clearly something, a sign, and. Nezumi looks at it, looks into the darkness behind them as if they're expecting somebody to be there, and turns back to the desk in front of them, picks up the phone, and makes a call. And that's where the camera leaves them. Alright. Thus concludes part one of... Norlandia, 
and the murder investigation of Elaine Redwood to be continued. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!